Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome in, everybody. This is Making It Big. I'm The Fuse. Glad to have you in here on a Monday. A little bit dreary of a Monday for me here in Central PA. Good to be with you. Again, I'm The Fuse. And happy that March Madness is here. We got baseball, spring training. Spring is in the air. And uh, we're ready to go. You know, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs not too far away. NFL free agency coming up. So we'll hop right into it. Uh, St. Patty's Day coming up this Friday. So hopefully all of a good and safe St. Patrick's Day and uh, obviously a good weekend coming up. But we'll hop into it in the NFL. The Panthers trade up to get their number one pick. They uh, take it from the Chicago Bears. The Panthers gave up DJ Moore. Um, People are going to talk about the compensation. I know the Panthers got the number one pick. Bears got the number nine now, the number nine pick. Um. First of all, the Bears, it made sense. They still get a top 10 pick in this year's draft. Can get a, can get a very uh, uh, starter. They can get a starter type player, obviously. You had DJ Moore with Chase Claypool. Um, so that obviously helps Jordan Fields. Let's see how the Bears upgrade their offensive line. Uh, certainly, if you're... If you're a Bears fan today, you're not going to sit here and claim the NFC North. But if the Packers move on from Aaron Rodgers, you know, I, how how much worse could the Packers be? Maybe they're not an eight and nine eight and nine team. Maybe they're seven and ten. Uh, maybe they're six and eleven. But I don't see the Packers just crumbling to the ground. I mean, look, with the young quarterback in Jordan Love, you're going to have your times of pressure. You're going to try and take chances where you probably shouldn't. You know, there's going to be some growing pains being a full-time starter. You know, Jordan Love's been there for a few years now, and it's time. It's time to see what he's got. You know, you took him out of Utah State, and uh, you wanted to, you, you liked him for a reason. So Jordan Love has a chance to be the Packers' starting quarterback, and you know he took him out of Utah State for a reason. So, uh, with that being said, can the Bears climb up in the North? Can they be a second place team? I think it's possible. Um, I'm tempted. I'm not going to go this route. You know, I want to see how some things shake out before I, I make a prediction like this. But if things break the right way, I'm tempted to put the Bears as the second best team in the NFC North behind Minnesota. 
Um, you know, we knew the Lions, they have to make some improvements on defense, but there's certainly building blocks there. There's certainly things to like about uh, their offense ability to score the way that they did. You know, there's reasons to like Detroit moving forward. I, I mean, as much hype as the Lions get, do you like Jordan Love or uh, Jared Goff? Excuse me. Do you like Do you like Goff? So you're trying to weigh. I mean, you like what Detroit did last year, but they missed the playoffs for a reason. Um, still need to see more from that team collectively throughout the season. You, you know, they played well down the stretch, but Jared Goff. Dan Campbell is it's not the best of the best. Uh, Minnesota, there's a lot to like there still. I would think Chicago. If Chicago, and I like Matt Eberflus and what I've seen from Chicago in his first year, but Justin Fields with Aaron Rodgers out of the division, if he gets traded to the Jets or elsewhere, if Rodgers leaves, Justin Fields, you can make the argument he's the best quarterback in that division. Better than Goff, better than, or not better than Kirk Cousins, but you know he's at least the second best quarterback in that division. Can he? He has a good chance to be the second best, I should say. Um, but Fields with those weapons and his ability to move around, if he gets some protection. Uh, another year with Eberflus. I mean, there's a, a lot of things to build on here. You got Khalil Herbert. You know, it's uh, Cole Komet. There's things to like about the Bears. They got to keep opening it up and uh, utilize Claypool a little more. But, you know, this is a contract year for Claypool. So, uh, you're telling me Fields can't. You're telling me the Bears can't do what the Jaguars did? You're telling me they're that far off? I'm not saying they'll win the division, but the Bears are building. They're making some smart moves, building a better team. Uh, They just got a nice haul for that number one pick. And people are going to say, well, the Bears robbed the Carolina Panthers. I don't... I don't necessarily view it that way because if you get robbed, you know, what are the odds that you saw that robbery coming? You know what I mean? Like if you get robbed, chances are you were caught off guard. Uh, you know, even if, uh, even if you expect somebody to try and rob you, you know, people can still pull the wool over your eyes right in front of your face. Like they don't have to be that sneaky about it. Um, I don't view the bears as being sneaky. Uh, although it is odd, you still get a top 10 pick and you get the, the other team's number one receiver. So, uh, but the Panthers needed a quarterback and they weren't too sure that they were going to get their guy. There's teams that need quarterbacks in the top 10. You don't know who else is going to trade for that number one pick. That's another thing, too. If you're worried that the Colts or another team is going to trade up, maybe Washington, the Jets, if there's a chance somebody could trade up, 
uh, could put a nice package together. You have to weigh your options. You know, the Panthers, I'm curious how they add to their receiving core going forward because we knew they were kind of a running team last year. Uh, you know, they had issues at quarterback. You know, from what I saw, they were a running team with, uh, you know, McCaffrey. They obviously traded him away, but they like to ground and pound. And uh, I think their Twitter hashtag was keep pounding. So uh, bottom line is Panthers more known, I think, for running the football, especially with their cube, their issues at quarterback. So we'll see how they add their receiving core. But Frank Reich, he was sick and tired of not having a quarterback. Uh the, the Panthers had to do something. There's nothing in the trade market, nothing in the free agency market. So you weigh your options and you go, all right, let's go up and get a number, a number one pick. You know, receivers, there's constantly good receivers coming out of the draft, it seems like, on a yearly basis. Um, but the Panthers, this is the price. You know, you lose DJ Moore, yeah. He was very, uh, I think he had seven touchdowns last year, but he, you know, short of a thousand yards, short of 900 yards, something like that. But bottom line is I don't, I don't hate it. You know, it's unfortunate for the Panthers. They had to give up so much. Yeah. Uh, DJ Moore had less than 900 yards receiving seven touchdowns. So guys, 25, Another he had another big contract left in him, um, and you got to think of it this way too. If you're a team that's maybe not rebuilding, but going through some major changes, there's going to be growing pains potentially. So, would DJ Moore want to be around for that for that type of building process? I'm not saying the Panthers will be bad if they get the right quarterback. You know, they could be in the hunt if things click the right way. You never know. But this is a step one to the new era in Carolina Panthers football. You got Frank Reich. He's been to the playoffs before, helped mold a young quarterback in Andrew Luck. And he's going to have to try and do it again. Um, uh, with C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, I would take Bryce Young, but... I. I keep hearing C.J. Stroud's name connected to the Panthers, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I don't hate the trade for either side. I, I love it for the Bears. Uh, I, I really like it for the Panthers, I, even though they gave up a lot. Again, would D.J. Moore want to be around for this, not overhaul, but you know, there's going to be growing pains with a rookie quarterback. And we all assume they're going to get a young quarterback. So... Uh, Panthers still have to keep adding weapons. They needed weapons even when they had DJ Moore. So are they just going to try and draft a receiver? One would think. But I, I would DJ Moore want to be a part of these growing pains in Carolina? I wouldn't think so. And again, the guy's 25. He'll be 26 this year. He's been in the league now since 2018. So it makes sense. It makes sense for the Panthers, I think, to, to move on from that perspective. You know, I'm sure he wants another contract at some point down the line. So you have to weigh that into consideration. You're trying to start fresh. 
I don't hate giving up DJ Moore, uh, but you know, I, uh, I don't love it. I don't hate it, but I can understand the process behind it, the, the thought process. And look, you're going to give up four picks. Uh, it sounds steep, but Panthers were desperate. They, what else were they going to do? Uh, go after Aaron Rodgers, go after, I mean, Rodgers isn't a long-term solution. Lamar Jackson, are the Ravens going to pay him eventually? Is he going somewhere else? There's other bidders. And so it was a steep price for sure. That's why I, I really, I'm going to say I really like the trade for the Panthers more so than uh, love it because you did give up a huge haul. Um, so DJ Moore, he'll be your free agent in three years. I'm not too sure 100% who is paying the rest of his contract, but um, yeah, I'm trying to think. So if you're giving up DJ Moore and all that money, then. I would think they're eating some of that. No, no, no. No, I would think that the Bears are eating that because the the Panthers probably said, hey, we'll give you extra compensation just for you to pay this salary for DJ Moore. And that could be another reason why the price, the, uh, the package was so big for the bears and, and what they got, they said, Hey, if we're paying DJ Moore all this cash, you know, give us an extra pick or two. So that's, that's probably how it went down. I'm guessing, um, in 2024, you know, 2023 DJ Moore is expected to get a base salary of $20 million. Uh, roughly next year, he's supposed to get about $16 million. And then in 2025, he's getting about, 15, 16 million dollars. So, um, it's a commitment for the Bears, but they need another needed another target, and uh, Moore is going to be a free agent in 2026. So, Panthers, it's a lot, but if you're getting out of the contract of DJ Moore, that's a positive uh, because again, you don't know if he'll enjoy sticking around this process. He wants to win. He wants to go somewhere that's trending upward. Not that the Panthers are not, but the process is going to probably take a little longer than the Chicago Bears. The Bears are being aggressive. We've seen that throughout the last year. Uh, you know, younger front office, uh, you know, they have a, a, a younger GM, obviously younger coach, They brought in Warren to be their president, former Big Ten uh, commissioner. So they made some changes. They're trying to clean clean things up and become a more respectable franchise. So you know the Bears need another receiver. Got a nice haul in picks. Got a top ten pick. Still, they're at number nine from what I saw. So uh, I want to double check here. But I love it for the Bears. And Carolina, you're going to get your guy. 
pick of the litter. You can finally stop go reaching for the XFL guys uh, at quarterback. You don't need a PJ Walker. You don't need a Sam Darnold. That fell through. I mean, it made sense. And oh, you know, not only that, but you saw Derek Carr just gets picked up by the Saints. So uh, I would still put the Saints as the favorite in that division, although. I like the Panthers coach more than the Saints coach. Um, the Panthers have more uh, financial flexibility. Um, so long term, I like this. I like the Panthers as a football team, but I'll love them even more if they get the right quarterback in this year's draft. Uh, whether they get Stroud or Young. Uh, I, I definitely like where the Panthers are going for the long term. Um, <clears throat> but I'll say this. Uh, Atlanta. Tampa. What's your next move? Don't give me Desmond Ritter, Kyle Trask, Blaine Gabbert. Not interested. Not interested in hearing that. I mean, I think Ritter, there's some potential, but... Are you not hungry to win that division? Are you not hungry? I'm just curious. Would the Falcons even think about Lamar Jackson? It's funny. This The Falcons went from going to the Super Bowl and they trended downward ever since. Matty Ice's tenure didn't end well. I mean, they, they draft Desmond Ritter. I don't know, man. I'd be tempted if I'm Arthur Blank because you're in that division and two of your rivals just added, or or the Panthers, they're going to add a quarterback, I'm I'm guessing. I'm almost sure. Uh, They're going to add a quarterback. Saints, they just added a franchise quarterback for them. So, Falcons, Bucks, what are you going to do? I mean, there's definitely more pressure on the Falcons because... They don't have that Super Bowl championship in uh, in recent memory. The Bucks do, at least. But here we are. Here we are. And the main reason why I, I like it for the Panthers is now they have a chance to get their guy at number one. Um, they're going to have to add a receiver. I assume they'll do that in the draft, but, you know. It's a price of doing business, you know, and if you know DJ Moore isn't going to like what's about to happen in Carolina and somewhat of a, of, a, of a changing of the guard, being a part of a new era, it's like, all right, if he's not pleased with sitting and waiting to contend, then let's get him out of here and, uh, and, uh, Avoid any potential distractions. Not saying DJ Moore would be a distraction, but you know how sometimes guys want to win and they don't want to wait any longer, and I get it. But sometimes that gets out, and you're like, okay, we have to move on. We don't want to keep hearing these reports that so-and-so is a little miffed that they aren't with a contender. And so I can understand the Panthers wanting to get out from under that and it's it sounds like things ended ended fine between the Panthers and DJ Moore. There was no uh, uh, ill will. To, there was no uh, 
negative reaction from either side. So that was that's from that's what it looks like. So that's a good thing. But Panthers Bears, it's a win-win trade. I mean, obviously the Bears. It looks like they made out more, but it's easy <clears throat> to look at that trade and go, oh man, Panthers, what were you doing? It's easy to pick on the Panthers. But when you're so desperate for a quarterback, you'll do just about anything. You, you gave up uh, more, but you know, you can there's receivers out there in the draft. There's other ways to go about this. And if they get a guy like Jordan Addison, all is forgiven. Maybe you find somebody in free agency, like a, maybe you add like a Jarvis Landry or some of some of some sort. So you know, there's there's pieces out there you can sign on the cheap. So I, I don't hate like there's there's ways to make up for what you lost. Uh, the main question is, do you want to go another year without your quarterback? And the Panthers said no, which I applaud. And if, again, if they hit a home run at quarterback, <laughs> no one's gonna care how much the Panthers gave up. Nobody's going to care. And then, like I said, there's ways to fill in. Okay, let's try and get draft picks this way. Let's try and get a new receiver this way. There's there's reasons. Like, there's they gave up assets, but there's ways to replenish what they lost. You know. So, we'll move on. Take a break. Come back. Do a preview right after this. This is making it big. Welcome back, everybody. This is making it big. We'll go to the National League Central. Let's do this. MLB Talk. Glad to have you in with making it big on Spotify, iHeartRadio, <coughs> and Spreaker.com. Check us out on Twitter at making a big one. So the NL Central. Let's dive into this here. I, I'm, it's it's exciting. The NL Central. I like the Cardinals to win that division. Um, you know, with, with with their pitching staff, the Brewers. First of all, the Cardinals, Arenado, Goldschmidt, O'Neill. Um, they have. Look, you want to talk about a, a good organization. Classy organization. That's all we hear about when we think about the Cardinals. But they know how to win. They, they've been to the playoffs before. Yeah, they lose veterans <clears throat> like Pujols and Miliadia and Marlena. But they have guys who can pick up the torch and carry on. Carry on my wayward son. The St. Louis Cardinals, man. There's a lot of there's still some optimism here. I don't they're not the best team in the National League. But they do have quality. They, I mean, you look around, I mean, their bullpen, Jordan Hicks, Giovanni Gallegos, Ryan Helsley, that's a good back end. <clears throat> Even a guy like Genesis Cabrera. Uh, the rotation with Jack Flaherty, 
Miles Michael, Miles Michaelis, Stephen Matz, Wainwright, and Montgomery. Hey, that's a good staff, good pitching staff. Uh, you add Wilson Contreras behind the plate, who can who has some pop. Uh, I mentioned Goldschmidt, Arenado. You got Tommy Edmond, O'Neill, Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, Lars Newbar, Juan Yepes, the DH, Brandon Donovan. So, hey. That's one of the more complete teams in the National League. Uh, I expect them to win that division. <clears throat> I think I read somewhere that their three of their starting pitchers are supposed to be free agents next offseason. So we'll see how they go about keeping some of those guys or, or replacing them. But, hey, another year with Ollie Marmol uh, as the skipper. I think the Cardinals win that division. Slam dunk. Uh, second place, I'm going to still give it to the Milwaukee Brewers over the Chicago Cubs. And a big reason for that is the Brewers, that, that can be a fun team. I mean, I'm not as excited about them this year as I was last year. But you have a, to- a good top two, a, you know, their top two starting pitchers are the are some of the best in baseball. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, they can compete with pretty much anybody. You have a bullpen with Devin Williams. Um, some unknowns. Uh, a lot of, well, I shouldn't say unknowns, but guys you wouldn't pick out of a lineup. They don't make national TV news or anything. Jake Cousins, Hobie Milner, who's been in the league a while, but he's put up quality numbers. Matt Bush. They have William Contreras, former Atlanta Brave. They got him in a, I think it was a three-team trade this past offseason. They still got Rowdy Telez, Luis Urias, uh, Luis Urias, and they added Brian Anderson, the former Marlin. Uh, On their bench, they got some guys: former Guardian Owen Miller, former Tampa Bay Ray. Mike Brousseau hit that home run. I think it was a home, I think it was a home run off of Roldis Chapman in the playoffs back in 2020. Uh, Tyrone Taylor, you got him in right field. Garrett Mitchell in center. Uh, Christian Yelich back again, the former MVP, and Jesse Winker at DH. Keston Hura, he's on the roster. So don't love. I mean, the the Brewers also have Abraham Toro and Luke Voigt. So. Brewers didn't have an eventful offseason, really. Um, it's a nice lineup, not a not a great lineup. They still have Willie Adamas at shortstop. They got some guys who can who can provide some pop. Uh, I don't view this lineup as that dangerous of a lineup. I mean, like I said, they have some guys who can who can hit, get some pop, but I don't see the Brewers making mighty waves in the National League this year. Uh, I just don't see it. They have good quality veteran players. I would think that's a solid solid clubhouse. Craig Council back again, some continuity there. But the Brewers, man, one minute they're aggressive, and they go out and make some nice moves, nice trades, uh, sign a bunch of guys. Uh, and then the next minute, they're making trades, getting rid of guys. They're not as aggressive. They're quiet. So 
I mean, it kind of reminded me of the A's, except the A's were really extreme. You know, there were, uh, no. Well, the A's, the D-backs, they're not as, com- they're not really competitive anymore, but there were times where the Diamondbacks would make trades to, to reach the playoffs. They'd get some all-star caliber players, and then all of a sudden, they'd sell guys off, and they become irrelevant again. I mean, the A's did that to an extreme level. Uh, their lineup, that, 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 that roster is pretty unrecognizable. I mean, there's a lot of guys you couldn't pick out of a lineup. So, uh, Brewers, I don't see them getting higher than second place. Uh, they couldn't get into the playoffs last year. They struggled down the stretch. I just don't know what the expectations are in Milwaukee. How high of expectations do you put on this on this club? Are there expectations? Like this is what I mean. Like when when people when baseball fans say, "Oh, there's you can tell who wants to win, who who just wants to collect a check." Um, like the Brewers are competitive enough to where they can put some fans in the seats, but. They're not. They're not making moves to the point where you can call them a championship team, and obviously that would cost a a pretty a pretty penny. Uh, that would cost prospects money, and it sounds like the Brewers. It looks like the Brewers, as an outsider, to me, it looks like the Brewers are not all in on winning a championship. You know, they've made moves in the past, but Rowdy Telez, getting Telez, getting Adamas, this, yeah, they're, they're good, they're good quality players, but getting those guys doesn't mean you're all in. You, you took an easier route to get talent. And this off season, they didn't do much. And yeah, once again, we'll consider them a playoff caliber team. They're in the hunt, whatever. But no one's viewing them as an NL pennant contender, a World Series contender. And it's hard to view them that way when they don't make the necessary moves. I mean, look at the roster. Look at the lineup this year. It's less scary than it was last year. So Brewers will be the second team in that division Number three, I'm going to go with the Chicago Cubs. Uh, you ha- you have Marcus Stroman, Jamison Tyone leading the way. We'll see how the rest of that rotation sh- plays out. I don't love their pitching staff. I don't love their bullpen. There's question marks. Uh, they added veterans like Michael Fulmer and Brad Boxberger. Adbert Alzale, he's still on the roster. You have Rowan Wick. Uh, the lineup, that's where it's at. <clears throat> Excuse me. The lineup, that's where it's at if you're a Chicago Cub fan here in 2023. Uh, you have Eric Hosmer, Nico Horner, Dansby Swanson coming over from the Braves, Patrick Wisdom, nice infield there, Ian Happ, Cody Bellinger, Saya Suzuki, and Trey Mancini coming over in free agency. So uh, <clears throat> even their bench, guy like Nick Madrigal, Zach McKinstry, Christopher Morrell, <clears throat> even Edwin Rios. They have some guys. 
some guys in that lineup who can provide some pop. Cody Bellinger, if he's lighting it up, getting 25 homers, if he's hitting enough homers before the all before the all-star break you have to think about trading him if you're the cubs bellinger is not a long-term solution you would think uh tucker barnhart is the catcher jan gomes still on the team excuse me but there's optimism with the cubs i mean they they you know getting jameson tyone drew smiley comes back kyle hendricks <coughs> you still have justin Steele. So, the Cubs, I don't think they're a playoff team. I'm not going to go that far. I mean, you, you need to see more from Tucker Barnhart this year offensively. Uh, Eric Hosmer, Trey Mancini, uh, Bellinger. So, there's guys, older guys who, I don't know if you want to call them reclamation projects, but guys who have to get back on the straight and narrow, have to be better. Uh, Mancini and Bellinger certainly fall into that category. So, but if those guys play well, if Hosmer produces more offensively, uh, and then of course you have uh, Swanson, uh, Suzuki on the roster, that team—I'm not saying they're a playoff team, but they could at least be in the hunt. So, Cubs are my third team. Uh, number four, I want to go with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't love their rotation. <clears throat> But you add a veteran like Rich Hill, that has to help. I don't love Vince Velasquez, but he provides that veteran. He can provide some veteran tips. You still have Ramonzi Contreras, Mitch Keller, JT Brubaker. Um, you know, bullpen, there's some quality guys back there. You have David Bednar playing in the World Baseball Classic for Team USA. Uh, Pittsburgh kid. Uh, I'm sure he's loving being the closer for the Pirates. Uh, Austin Hedges, G-Man Choi, Carlos Santana, Kevin Kevin Plawacki, uh, Connor Joe. There's veterans all throughout this Pirates clubhouse. But uh, you have bring back Andrew McCutcheon. <coughs> uh, but... The thing I'm looking at is they're young guys in the lineup. Look, the Pirates, they're not going to be a playoff team this year. Uh, I think they're the fourth best team in that division because the Reds are just not – there's nothing really to look forward to with the Reds. They're not very exciting. But the Pirates, if they're young guys can just take that next step, you can call this season a victory because – Look, if Key Brian Hayes, Rodolfo Castro, O'Neill Cruz, if these guys are hitting and you you add their production with that of Brian Reynolds, uh, Jack Sawinski, I mean, they have some guys in that lineup, man. They have four to five guys who can really smack the ball. Uh, if those guys take another step, I mean, obviously Brian Reynolds, all-star player, but... Uh, if those five guys produce the the Pirates, that's going to be some not not maybe not I don't know if scary is the right word, but at least their lineup's going to be formidable. And then you have McCutcheon and Santana, veteran guys who can start. So you know, Austin Hedges, uh, Pirates have some catchers to choose from. Does any Rodriguez come up at some point this year? Uh, I know they brought up. 
Cannon, Smith, and Jigba. They brought him up. Cal Mitchell, they brought him up. So uh, Chris Owings, they added him. Miguel and Duhar. Like, there's, they have some nice depth. Tukapita, Tukapita Marcano. So they have some depth all across the board. It's just a matter of will the young guys produce at a high level or, or at least get closer to that. So there's reasons to like the Pirates. Maybe not in terms of record, but maybe they can be a fun fun team to watch in some respects. Yeah, Tukapita Marcano played some last year. Versatile player. Infield, outfield. Connor Joe can play first, can play the outfield. G. Juan Bay, the Pirates have him. I mentioned G. Man Choi. So I like this team better now than what I did last year. A big question for me is, like, I'm not I'm not worried about their lineup. I think they're they're on the way. I mean, w- with the veterans they have teaching some of these young guys, I think the lineup is going to be the strong point. But the biggest question mark, the biggest concern, I guess, is the rotation. How can it improve? How much can you rely on Brubaker, Keller, and Contreras? Um, and will Priester come up for the minor leagues at some point this year? How many of their young guys can you rely on? <clears throat> and I'm just curious if they end up keeping, like if they know they're going to lock up, uh, you know, if they're going to, if they know that their infield starters, their, their, their middle infielders, if the pirates know a lot of their hitters, are claiming spots for the future. I wonder if they go, if they even consider trading any of their prospects. Like, I'm just curious. I'm curious. Like, I'll give you an example. The pirates have a few quality minor leaguers. Uh, I'm just curious if, if there's a chance none of some of them could not start in the major leagues. Would the Pirates consider trading any of their uh, minor league depth for maybe not a star, but maybe a quality pitcher who can be with the team for five years? Is there a scenario that happens? I'm just saying, like sometimes teams have all this minor league depth, like the St. Louis Cardinals (coughs) have some quality infielders in their minor league system. They have, they're low, they have, a really good farm team, a uh, farm system. Would the Cardinals ever consider trading any of the any of those guys for a star, for a guy who who's been there, done that, who's still young? Um, of course, that can also depend on. Well, does that major league player is he looking for a big payday anytime soon? So. That's another thing you have to consider as well when it comes to trading prospects for star players, uh, durable starters. Again, maybe they're not they're maybe they're not, they're not an ace, but could they be with a team for five years, uh, eight years? So uh, anyway, with that being said, I, I want to look at the Cincinnati Reds real quick. And again, this is making it big. Doing our NL Central preview. 
Yeah, the Reds. They got guys like Luke Weaver, Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo in the rotation. Lucas Sims, Tony Santillan in the bullpen. Alexis Diaz, closer. Lineup, Joey Votto. Is this it? Is he going to retire after this season? Jonathan, Jonathan India, Spencer Steer. Kevin Newman, the former Pirate. Jake Fraley, Will Myers. We've seen Nick Senzel in the past, but uh, the Reds also have Chad Pinder. So, again, Reds, third, to me, the worst team in the NL Central. They have Graham Ashcraft, Luis Sessa, Buck Farmer. They have some veterans on the team, but how many of those guys are just there to teach people the ropes? Uh, by the way, as a side note, it looks like Trevor Bauer is finalizing a deal to play in Japan. Maybe that's the best thing for him. Get out of the U.S., show teams that he can still pitch. Uh, Bauer is joining the Yokohama Dina Bay Stars of Nippon Professional Baseball. Sources told ESPN's Jeff Passan. So... I found that when I was looking at the ESPN website today. But the Reds, they're a bad team. They're rebuilding. I'm curious how much longer David Bell has with the Reds. I mean, look, he's played in the big leagues, played for the Giants, the Phillies, Brewers, I believe. So he's going to try and help this team grow. And we'll see how the Reds perform. You can't expect too much. I'm curious if Alexis Diaz would be available via trade. He had 10 saves last year, but a 1.84 ERA. So <clears throat> I'm curious who some of the potential trade candidates are in the NL Central. But... That's your MLB preview for the NL Central in 2023. Again, Cardinals, Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, Pirates, and Reds. That's the order I think the NL Central will have this season. So, uh, March Madness, Bill Self, and the Kansas Jayhawks trying to defend their national their uh, their crown. Trying to get another national title. But this is that time of year. I don't know if I'll fill out a bracket, but I'm a hey, once the games start happening, I'll be at least somewhat involved. But uh, it's an exciting time of the year. Uh, NBA with John Morant missing time with. I, I, you know, you look at the the Suns losing Kevin Durant for probably the rest of the regular season. You have to think the Nuggets are the favorites to win it all in the Western Conference. Now in the East, I still like the Bucks slightly. I think I'm going to say I like the Bucks slightly more than the Celtics. But it can go it, it can go either way. I wouldn't be shocked if the Celtics won it all. Coming out of the East, 
Uh, we'll see what happens with Philadelphia. The Knicks are playing good basketball. Hats off to Tom Thibodeau. Is Would you pick Thibodeau as the NBA's coach of the year? Do you not think about it? Do you not think about Coach Thibodeau in New York? So, I am not on the Miami Heat bandwagon. I didn't like them earlier this year. I don't like them now as far as being a championship team. <coughs> and the Sixers, I'm not... I. I think by default I have them as a championship contender, but I don't see uh, I don't see them winning a championship this year. We always say the Sixers Sixers should be involved, but they're just not better than the Celtics or the Bucks. And one last thing, hats off to Brendan Fraser. He won an Oscar for best male or uh, best actor. Uh, in a film. So he congrats to Brendan Fraser for delivering the mail, for doing a good job in the whale. And Brendan Fraser seems like a good guy. He's had a really awesome career. The mummy and Sino man, George of the jungle. So hats off to Brendan Fraser. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.